Freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences. Welcome to another episode of Work Life Unbalanced, hosted by Jason Lynchney, a branding and marketing expert, graphic artist, and entrepreneur, and Regina Romeo, Chief Human Resources Officer, HR Expert Witness, and Forbes Author. Whether your workplace is your true north or things are going south when it comes to work, it's always something. This show is brought to you by CBS HR Consulting and sponsored by LinkedIn Talent Solutions and Oracle Public Sector. I'm Josh Goldman with music from Matt Michaelis. And now, here are your hosts, Jason and Regina. So today we are privileged to have uh, Gene Jordan, who is county council um, in California here. And Gene, um, I guess... First and foremost, kind of tell us a little bit about how you became I guess, the lead attorney for the county and uh, and how that career progression happened um, in your life. It's it's always interesting for me as we get guests on here to uh, to it's learn like your career path. From. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for asking and having me. Um, I've been a lawyer for um, 26 years. And when I started my career, I was a public defender, so I was a criminal defense attorney. And since that time, I have worked in and around government. I was a prosecutor uh, for a number of years and then uh, went on to work for associations, which uh, did lobbying with our state capital on a variety of issues, primarily focused on, on local government and uh, criminal justice issues. And then most recently, I was appointed by the Board of Supervisors to be county council. That's fun. County council for <clears throat> county. All right. <laughs> so you are, and you've been there for how long as county council? Five years. For five years. So you guys are dealing with the COVID situation like the rest of us are dealing with. Are you one of the counties that is on the open side or on the closed side? <laughs> it depends on <laughs> Should I ask you again in an hour? Or? Yes. <laughs> Perhaps. Okay. Um, I would say that we are one of the counties that are more on the open side at okay. the moment. Yes. And how, how is that? Because, okay, so we see a lot of protests and a lot of, you know, government intervention and we don't want and blah, blah, blah. So people want to go back to work, which I don't really think they want to go back to work. They want everybody else to go back to work. It's like, I need my nail lady to come back to work. Yeah, I want to be able to go to TJ Maxx (laughs) and I want to get my hair cut. And And I need to go to Applebee's and get something special. So, And and I want my girlfriend or wife out of the house so that I have some alone time. Exactly. But other than that, that, I don't want to go back to work. Yeah, I'm good. I'm fine being remote. (laughs) But what what kind of issues does that present for a county that's responsible for, you know, obviously public health for the citizens and everything else when you have that kind of either support or opposition when it comes to dealing with this situation? Sure. Well, it certainly presents a number of, you know, legal tensions. I guess we could start there. There's also a lot of socioeconomic um, tensions, you know, at bay at the moment, but uh, we have our federal government, of course, Um, And the information they're putting out, guidelines, restrictions, things that we're all supposed to follow. And then we have our governors, our state governor Mm -hmm. um, here in California has uh, put out uh, a number of, uh, you know, executive orders that are the law of the land in California. And then we have our local county governments who are, um, you know, tasked with uh, protecting the public health 
of their citizens, as well as you know protecting uh, the economy, their local economies. Mm-hmm. So you have all those those tensions in place, and um, it's not a one size fits all answer. Right. I think um, we would agree. Certainly, the situation in LA is much different than it might be in a rural city in, in Northern California. And uh, so there's a lot of tension there, uh, a lot of, certainly a lot of talk about people's rights. I mean, we're mm-hmm. a country, you know, based on our rights and we right, get to do right. what we want to do. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to take my work from me, you know? So, but, cause I know that over the last couple of weeks there, there have been a lot of protests and that's the thing that people say, you know, it's freedom of speech and I should be able to do this. I have other freedoms that, you know, the government is infringing upon. Where do you kind of draw that line though, where a person is protesting, which they have the right to, but also, kind of creating maybe a public health hazard in the in the meantime because they're not because they are congregating you know they're not six feet apart like we're supposed to be right well you know I think that it's interesting you there's certainly a lot of talking heads and it seems like Costco must be running a sale on constitutional law degrees because <laughs> everyone seems to have one these days but I think you know if you look at just from this very basic ground level perspective we do have a lot of rights in this country, but we have our rights so long as they don't infringe on someone else's rights, mm-hmm. right? And that's where, so folks that are, you know, talking about how the government is limiting their First Amendment rights to, to gather, to worship, to congregate, to do all of these things, uh, the law is clear that the government can restrict our rights under mm-hmm. certain circumstances. And certainly a global pandemic qualifies as one of them. I'd like to think so. <laughs> I would it imagine. It certainly does. You know? The law is very clear on that on that issue. Um, and, but then, you know, we've also talked about, you know, how government can also constrict our rights, say, in the workplace, our right to speech. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are a lot of ways where the government has the right to uh, constrict our First Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it, I still think it goes back to, you know, you have your rights so long as you're not infringing on someone else's. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we see examples of that all the time, <laughs> you know, where people are posting something, they're saying something, they're associated with something um, that may conflict with what their employer believes. And I think people sometimes get it conflated with what your right to free speech is and what your employer's right to have conversations with you about that might be. Right. Well, I I think employees are mistaken if they Mm -hmm. think they have a constitutional right to say anything they want um, or have complete freedom of expression at work because they don't. And, and but we get into these situations where um, people are, you know, posting social. Certainly, social media has created this incredible platform for people to say whatever they want, whenever they want. Right. But there are restrictions on that, and employers do have some ability to restrict um, what employees do, particularly in the workplace. What happens when it's outside of the workplace? Right. You're expressing your opinions. Or you're expressing maybe some not politically correct viewpoints or, you know, I don't know, tweeting about something that's not factual. Twitter fingers. Um, <laughs> I don't know who would do that. But, uh, like, what are the, what are potential repercussions that, that you think an employee should be aware of, especially in the public sector as a public sector employee? Right. Well, definitely, as a public sector employee, one should, you know, tweet with caution. Think before you tweet. Um, 
you know, don't send that, you know, email, don't make that post, um, especially maybe at 11 o'clock at night after a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> and you're feeling some type of way. I'm going to let them know Have how I feel. Have you been paying attention to my Twitter? <laughs> I, you're the one. <laughs> but I think that people think that social media as 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 global as it is, that it somehow happens in a vacuum, you know, that it's just like, fine, I'll just go ahead. You know, it's my Twitter and I could say whatever I want to. And I've always thought of, of Twitter as like the devil's playground because, you know, as an, as an HR person, I've had several situations where people are posting pictures of themselves doing things at work, um, saying things about their employer or just the mishagas of social media right. just in general. So, but, but what, what ultimately happens when they come back to work or when their employer finds out about it, I should say. Well, I'm going to give you the perfect lawyer answer. Okay. It, it depends. depends. <laughs> <laughs> Sustain. <laughs> Overrule. We need to know the facts. <laughs> yes. What are the facts? Well, I mean, there's, a, there's certainly some parameters. So I think that, uh, you know, what a lot of the, the cases um, say, the, you know, some of the constitutional law cases, when they talk about these issues, they're looking at, is the employee talking as, as a public citizen or are they talking as an employee? Mm -hmm. And what are they talking about? Are they talking about a matter of public concern? Um, are they just posting their political views, which don't have anything to do with their particular workplace? And the, the third thing to think about is, are those comments, are those posts, are those tweets going to interfere with the government's interest in uh, running the government mm -hmm. or in uh, working in the workplace? Are, you are those comments, are those things going to disrupt the workplace? And if the answer is yes to those things, you better think twice. It's it's funny because I would talk about how to leverage social media within the public sector for recruitment, engagement, and and retention type things. And and some of the stuff we talk about would be, okay, especially as LinkedIn is a platform, um, I particularly like it for business-related purposes because I keep my personal stuff on, on the other social platforms. But I'd say, you know, recognition of somebody that did a good job uh maybe cross posting a, a a position or something that's open that needs to be filled within your organization and i'd get comments like well we just don't want we don't want our our people posting anything and i and i'm like well it's sort of gonna help <laughs> the mission of your organization if think. you do it in this way and so it's it's cool to have you talk about you know those those perspectives of really if it's meant to harm or hurt your organization or it's promoting something that you might not want in the public arena, you probably shouldn't do it. But other than that, it could be useful as a tool um, and just to, to be mindful. But, you know, people are interesting what they put out there and, but that's no different than, than anywhere else, right? If they if they come into work and send an email to a coworker or put a sign up in their cube that is completely insensitive, right? So right, right, definitely. And I, I think you know the uh, looking at at it from the other side, the employer's you know point of view. Um, despite the things that we've just been talking about, employers need to be very careful mm -hmm. um, if they're um, thinking about disciplining or terminating an employee for. Yes 
post-speech, um, something that could be likened to someone's First Amendment right, you know, my advice is seek counsel before you do that. Right, because it's very easy to overreach, especially if you're the employer and they just say something that's just unsavory, you know, something that you find objectionable. That's a really nice word. <laughs> it it feels like it wouldn't even be that bad. <laughs> is supposed to be a little oh, unsavory, unsavory you know so it's like oh is that a good thing <laughs> it's like um <laughs> but it but that's what happens because then people get in their feelings about it you know so then there's just emotion behind it because they found it objectionable but it may not be something that that person doesn't have the right to legally say right exactly so that's why i mean I, when you're in those situations an employer really needs to seek legal counsel so that counsel can review the cases can review, you know, what's actually been said. Somebody who's, you know, objective, somebody who doesn't have a dog in the fight, right. who's looking at, you know, how to protect the employer from a wrongful termination claim. Right. Um, that's, that's the person that needs to look at that post, that tweet, and that help with those decisions to keep the employer out of trouble. Because as an HR person, like I've seen a lot of that, obviously, and people will bring and say, oh, well, you know, they said this and they said that. And it's just like, you might be mad about it, you know, but it doesn't mean that there's anything that we as the employer can legally do, you know, or even have any disciplinary action against that person because they, again, I get it, you're mad, but, you know, they can still say that though. Right. And, you know, in the government context, we have to remember too that, you know, part of the First Amendment protections for employees is we want whistleblowers, right? We want mm -hmm. people to talk about government waste or misuse of government funds and feel that they can um, bring those things forward. Um, so there are, you know, there are some protections mm -hmm. um, for employees in, in that, in particularly in the governmental context. And so employers have to be very careful. Because it's, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's a minefield, you know, it's just, especially these days, you're locked in your house, you know, you can't go anywhere, and you just start thinking about your life. Well, I think, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's I'm interesting. I'm going to get this off my chest. Yeah, but now we're on these vi virtual meetings, right, where we have our cameras on, and we feel like we're at home, you know, uh, maybe having a cocktail, throwing cats around, um, <laughs> and, 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 uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> this, this work and life situation where it's kind of coming together um, has repercussions where we're no longer employed right. because of that cat. Yeah. Um, and if you are going to throw, throw your cat, you know, cue up that resignation letter while you're at it. Right. Maybe you, you know? should have one ready to go before you do the Zoom meeting. I don't know. But uh, so that's that's an interesting thing of almost an extension of the free speech. What about what's behind you in your own house and what other people can see and if that's interpreted, and it would be during a workplace, but it's right. also your home space. Blur your background, man. Blur, learn how to blur your background, because did you guys see that lady who was broadcasting from her bathroom and her husband was naked in the shower? There was, no. Did you see that one a few weeks ago? But yes, yeah, so, but anyway, there, there I was, thought it was hilarious because I'm like, you don't hear the water running. She was talking about cutting your own bangs or whatever. And meanwhile, her dude is like right behind there, just, just au natural, you know? So I was like, wow, y'all, okay. There was one okay. where there was a guy, a guy on a video call at work and I guess his mistress was like walked past the room. Like, I would have loved that. With no clothes on. And then the wife 
<laughs> oh my got involved like the wife found out he was it was like right because even if you like quickly unplug yourself or whatever we live in such a, a quick to respond like you can tweet and delete and somebody's already screenshot it <laughs> you know it's just kind of like whatever yeah you're fired before you get off the airplane exactly right? so if i see somebody's spouse significant other um homie lover friend in the background walking by or something that i find objectionable offensive se- sexist racist you hit the record button behind, probably behind on the meeting but what but what happens you know like what, what like if i were to come to you with a complaint okay gene you know i was you know in, in a meeting and somebody had something very offensive behind them what what repercuss what 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 path do you take from there well, I think, you know, we're in uncharted waters um, with an example like that. But um, clearly, I mean, if oh, we're all working from home and it's it's essentially your, are kitchen, real comfortable. your kitchen table is your workplace. And so I think that, um, you know, there may I could see where something unintentional might happen. But um, if it's just like this is my house and this is the way I am and you're putting it out there, um, you you could be, you know, faced, especially like going back to the first thing we talked about, infringing on someone mm-hmm. else's rights. Mm-hmm. So if you have something that's, you know, racist, sexist, you know, I don't know, some T-shirt on that says, you know. <laughs> God knows what. Yeah, you know, one of those things. Fill in things. the blank. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I, why would it be any different? Why do you get to behave any differently at your kitchen table during work hours for which you are being paid than you do in the workplace? I think it would it would come down to the fact that you are in the workplace e- even if you are at your kitchen table. Right, because I think the the from a from a legal perspective, workplace is not just the four walls. You know, if you run into somebody in the Target parking lot and they say something, you know, or you're at a retirement party or you're at whatever, you know, your workplace kind of extends to those other locations. And it's very interesting lately to see how people operate differently, you know, being at home and the level of comfort (laughs) that they have come to, you know, that they've arrived at when you're really still on the clock. Right. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned a few minutes ago made me think about something we've talked about before a little bit is even when you're not in the workplace, the higher you are up in the food chain, mm-hmm. your elected official, perhaps, um, your CEO, um, your behavior outside the workplace can have an effect on the business, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we look differently at police officers, mm-hmm. for instance, during their off time. Um, maybe uh, teachers, teachers, <laughs> you know, teachers, right. uh, city council city members, city council members, uh, man- city managers. Yes, say and do things you know off uh, off the clock mm-hmm. per se or outside the workplace that reflect poorly on the workplace and uh, can cause big problems for them. Because it, it's I've I've seen that go sideways. I interviewed in a city in South, Southern California that will remain nameless a few years ago. And it was really cool. And I was like one of the other, it got down to two candidates. I selected the other person. Fine, I'm not bitter. But basically <laughs> what happened, maybe um, two or three months later, the city manager got arrested for solicitation. Mm. And I was interviewing for the HR director. So had I been selected for that, I would have had to be, I would have to, you know, be involved in that person's termination or departure from the city. And I'm like, mm that would have been fun (laughs) you know within your first (laughs) night hey how's your job going within the first 90 days you're like well you know it's been great my city manager's (laughs) trying to hook up you know i mean or or whatever but it's just but there's so much of it and i think sometimes people don't understand 
the immediacy and 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 how the backlash or the response comes so fast and furious in in our social right. media world. Do you feel that it's accelerated like with COVID and and kind of the work from home stuff that these problems and perspectives are getting more difficult or uh or is it just a sign of the times as people become more um active on social media i think the lines are just blurred more now i mean i think because we're you know like you said you sort of the perfect storm right we have access to all these uh technological platforms where we can post our our feelings our our every meal our you know every (laughs) twitch and um you know and this new, you know, work from home or work remotely work, we can work, I can work from anywhere. I work from my car all the time. You know, I, you, you can literally work from anywhere. So mm-hmm. where is the workplace? Right. What are your work hours? I mean, mm-hmm. I work all the time. Right. Yeah, that's and a problem. S- so we talk about, you know, when people are posting, well, are they doing it on their work time? Well, I don't know. It was at seven o'clock at night, but they just got off a Zoom call. So right. I don't know. I think I think the lines are just blurred, and we're going to see. Yeah, w- and what happens evolution. when you work twelve hours a day? What is your work time? Right? I mean, like <laughs> everything like, is so gray now. It's <laughs> kind of like okay, the sun's up, so I'm assuming it's Saturday. Well, and, you know, it's just like I don't know what yeah. day it is. And sometimes I get the comments from Regina at three in the morning. Well, that's because go to sleep, right? Because, because I'm accepting a accept meeting, a meeting request or respond to an email. It's like two 30. I'm like, go to bed. He's like, you go to bed. Tell me what to do. You're you know? so what, like, what are you doing? Why now? are you I'm responding not, not to me? You're awake, you know, so it's, but you know, there's, you know, with, with everything that's going on, you know, pandemic wise, just everybody's clocks are just way off. So you end up doing all kinds of things. And I think sometimes, you know, you add in your, anxiety about covid your anxiety about working from home your anxiety your, about your kids your kids being at you. <laughs> being at home you know and and you pour a little you know a, adult beverage on that and that's like a recipe for disaster right there well i would or say for success <laughs> <laughs> i would say once you i'm once a you, glass half full kind of guy <laughs> once you pour the adult beverage put the phone down <laughs> but it's so tempting you know well there are apps but i put it in the starbucks that. cup <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> so it doesn't count <laughs> right you know so it's just kind of oh man this is coffee it's grown-up coffee yeah, but you know you coffee. don't need to worry about me at all because yeah, I, I think so for when people come back into the workplace when we are getting maybe further through this pandemic on the other side of it um there because like right now emotions are very high obviously very you know, high. <laughs> to say yes. the least so what type of you know behavior would be acceptable because some people their office will open back up. Like, let's say, for example, their office opens back up, but I don't want to go into workplace. I don't feel safe or I don't feel, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Can you compel somebody to have to come to work? It depends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 you know? <laughs> you know uh, can we use that? Can I use that answer when Regina asked me, like, do you think you can get this done by such and such a day? And I just... It depends. Um, you cannot. I'll just say that. Let me bang my gavel. You know, I share a birthday with Judge Judy, right? So she and I, <laughs> and Kim Kardashian, so you can judge me how you want to. Oh but my. the point is, the answer is, she's an attorney, you are not. So well, let me give so. you another one that you can throw out that I really like. Okay, when somebody give, give says something that you're, you're questioning, you say, that's a thought. 
<laughs> I like that. I'm, I gonna, love that I'm taking that one for sure. I'm, I'm using, I'm like, yeah, I, okay. With the pause afterwards. So yeah. leave the pause. And you just kind of look at it. Let it, it linger <laughs> out there for a moment, you know. Well, back to your question about getting back into the workplace. I think people are going to have a difficult time transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, I So my staff right now, for instance, give you my office, we are... We're back in, but we're on alternate schedules. Mm-hmm. So everybody's pretty much working two days a week in the office and then three days a week at home. And what I've noticed is that the two days a week that people, folks are in the office, they're, they're dressed like they're at home. <laughs> like, what happened? What happened to our professional clothes? Welcome back. Well, we're not, but see, we're not open to the public. And so yet we will be soon. Right. But we're not open to the public. But a tracksuit is a suit. Yeah, so it is a, a suit. suit is a suit. <laughs> I know I'm an attorney, but I'm just saying. Hey, I have shorts and flip flops on right now, <laughs> right. so I'm good to go. That's a thought. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, from because I'm thinking from a legal perspective. I mean, can you say you are ordered to return to work, or you must return to work, or else your job might be in jeopardy? I think I think at some point we will be able to. I would I would say. Right Don't now, do that next today, week. no, probably not. <laughs> not right. But what if I came idea. at you with the hostile work environment because I just feel like, well, I'm, I mean, we definitely, we're thinking through those issues. Yeah. You know, we're anticipating mm-hmm. that employees. You know, what do we do if somebody says they don't feel safe coming back? Um, and we're so the first question I would ask is, can they work at home? Can they get their work done at home? Mm-hmm. If they can, let them. Why? Mm-hmm. Why would you force somebody back into the workplace if they can be? maybe even more productive at home. So right. For some folks, they get more done at home because there's not a line, there's not a line outside my office door with questions right now. You know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. you can get you can get a lot done. Uh, the next the next question I would ask is do they do they have leave balances that you can that they can use um, to take time off? I think trying to force somebody back into the workplace under our current circumstances would be a mistake. Good to know. Okay. And what happens if you don't like my mask? Your do, mask? Do I have to wear a mask? What if you don't like the mask that I chose? Uh-huh. <laughs> what if it says something offensive yeah, on there? <laughs> to I, c- come I full <laughs> circle, it was just free speech. Right? I'm expressing myself. Yeah. An employee showed up the other day with a mask that was um, the band, that old rock band Kiss. It was a Kiss yeah, yeah. mask. It was kind of cute. But uh, I, I think, well, I guess I guess if the mask says something offensive on it, I could tell you to get another mask. I took this picture at Rayleigh's, and it's a guy wearing a Crown Royal bag <laughs> as a mask. Oh, <laughs> my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> And I think that would be a good choice. That is cute. That, that is cute. <laughs> that whatever works. Yeah. Well, I know. it depends on what your you know your rules are. Like in our workplace, we do have you either have to be able to be six feet apart, or you have to wear a mask. Yeah. And if you want to work in the workplace, you got to do that. That's that's the rule. Rules our are pub- rules. Our public health officer has also issued an order that you will wear a mask in public. So um, we have a local order as well. So I think we are we are in a safe spot to say. Put your mask on. Yeah. Not everybody will be in that position, though. Well, we wanted to thank you very much for stopping by and, and chatting with us about everything that's been going on and um, social media in the workplace. It was a pleasure having you on the show and um, Thanks, look Jean. forward to your, your continued <laughs> success during these trying times. <laughs> Thanks a lot. 
And that's a wrap on another episode of Work-Life Non-Balance. To learn more about our show and our host or sponsors, visit WLUBradio.com. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. All shows are produced by Jason Lichney and Regina Romeo and are recorded in the CPS HR Consulting Studio in beautiful Sacramento, California. All music is written and performed by Matt Michaelis. Check out all his music at mattmichaelismusic.com on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download music. Until next time, I'm Josh (laughs) Goldman. Thanks for tuning in.